The United We Stand podcast is brought to you in association with Red Army Bet. We all follow United. Red Army Bet, the only bookmaker committed to sharing 50% of net profits with United fans. Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. I'm Andy Mitten and I'm walking up to the Emirates. I've just got off the underground at Arsenal. Two hours to kick off and the smells are of the barbecues at the Highbury Barn. The swag stores are out, people are asking for tickets. I'm walking past a place selling steak baguettes for £6. I don't think you'd get that at Sunderland away, but we're in North London here, close to the Avenal Road, where the old uh, Arsenal Highbury Stadium is, which is beautiful. Walking past a jerk chicken stall as well, so I get a bit of everything here. And I'm really looking forward to this game tonight. I really am. Uh, I'm confident, but not too confident. I think we're going to win, I think we're going to lose and I've just got a buzz that football gives you and I've come out the station, met some United fans and they asked me if I had any spare tickets and I don't and other people who want tickets have got good mates of mine travelling here without tickets so the fact is Manchester United received 5,200 tickets and we're entitled to 9,000 so rather than 15% of the allocation we've received 8.6% United were furious, I've written this. United complained informally to Arsenal and then uh, went back in stronger terms. Arsenal then applied for special dispensation, which they hadn't done. There are doubts they'd even applied for it in the f- when they've done this previously. And Arsenal are slightly hypocritical because they claim the lower allocation is because of safety grounds and yet they're very happy to give 9,000 tickets to smaller clubs, to Lincoln City, for example, two years ago. But when they play Man United, they know they're going to sell the ground out. And the upshot is I'm walking to the ground now with lads. How many? Three of you? How many have you got tickets? One. One. So um, what's your name? Where are you from? My name's Wayne. I'm from Reading. And how many games do you get to, Wayne? About three quarters during the season. Home and away? Home and away, yeah. And Europe, do all the European ones as well, sir. Do you? Yeah. And you applied for tonight? Yep, applied tonight, yep. And got turned down, unfortunately. But... You know, is keep applying, keep taking our luck, turn up, see if we can get ticket. Got to try. What are you hoping for tonight? Have you got any irons in the fire? Have you got anyone who might be able to help you? Well, yeah, we've rang around everyone. We've got people in pubs dotted around asking for us on the phone, coming down on trains, whatever. We just asked, asked everybody to see what we can get. It's bollocks, isn't it? It is, it is bollocks, yeah. Yeah. You know, this whole thing about, you know, we should be having 9,000 there, shouldn't be a problem. But then the flip side to it, you know, 11,000 applying for this game. And then Palace away, you know, only 5,000 apply. Where's everyone come from? Because it's Arsenal away, isn't yeah, it? Exactly. You know? It's the Cup, it's a Friday night, everyone wants to go. We're but... walking past the Emirates now. It really is impressive how they moved so close to their, their heartland and built a 60,000-seat stadium. And Tottenham have done the same thing in North London. And we've been coming here now for 11 years had some great games here the one last season the 3-1 was one of the best under Mourinho but coming here in the semi-final of the European Cup was even better and blitzing them Jason Park always used to do really well against Arsenal Anderson still talks about how well he used to do against Arsenal Anderson used to say to Fergie when Fergie was telling him off for not training well, not being professional, calm boss, calm boss, I'd kill Arsenal for you, I'd kill Arsenal for you. And Fergie was just taken in by it, started him. You know, he often played really well. United would be beating Arsenal and he'd bring him off because he was, at one point, showboating. 
And he said, that's disrespectful. But Bossy, I told you, I killed the Arsenal. <laughs> and Ando, who actually listened to one of these podcasts over Christmas from Turkey, <laughs> that's a first and a surprise. I know that some of the players do listen. But I didn't expect Anderson to be one of them. So come to a game soon, our Brazilian friend. And walking up now to a pub called the, the Drayton Park, well-known pub among United fans. My first night in here was November 1990, one of the best games I've ever seen. 6-2 away at league champions elect Arsenal. United were having a rough time. Came down here, we skipped school and we came down with some lads old enough to drive. I told one of my mates that there was space for him and then about six hours before said, but he was in the boot of the car and he believed me and he saw his arse. <laughs> but we were obviously we were blagging him. And two older lads, Bert from Stretford, Dave Taylor, they brought us down and to a young lad just marvelling at London and the shops on the Holloway Road and the pubs, it was so exciting. But the game was even more exciting. United in acid blue away shirt, Lee Sharp and Danny Wallace, absolutely terrorising a great Arsenal team. They came back later that season, final game of the season. Arsenal were about to be champions. And I think that was the first time I thought United would lose a game because season was over, Arsenal needed to win. And I reckon from that game in May 91, probably until Chelsea away under Moyes, I didn't expect United to lose a single match. That's how long it was. And United lost both for those games and obviously lost many, many games in between. But I think that just indicates how, how it shifted a little bit. So good luck with your ticket. What, what's been um, your highlights so far this season? <sighs> Cardiff. I think Cardiff was great. I mean, Juventus away was great result. Obviously, it wasn't the best game, but just the buzz getting the feeling the old, you know, last minute winner again. That was that was a great trip. But Cardiff away was good, buzzing with Ollie back and yeah, that's probably up there at the moment. Are United well supported in Reading? I've known some lads from Reading over the years. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's probably there's about 20, 20 odd of us. Um, you know, some of the older ones now have drifted off, you know, can't afford it now, work commitments. But yeah, there's a there's a good base, you know. We're we're, we're well represented normally. There's a, a Manchester lad who's a friend of my family, Sam Smith, plays up front for Reading, but they've loaned him out to Oxford. And I remember in Rio in 2000, there was a lad in our hotel, and he was from Reading. We called him Otis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had about five or six over in Brazil. Yeah? That, yeah, from Reading, so... Yeah, yeah. OK, well, good luck with your, your ticket. What are your plans then now? Just do what you can do. Yeah, in the pub, have a beer, look for a ticket. Go to another pub, have a beer, look for a ticket. And if you don't get one... Have a beer, watch a game in a pub round here or something. And then get back. How yeah. do you get back to Reading? I'll get a train. Yeah. So it's not it's not too bad. This is an easy one for us for a change. So. Well, let us know how you go on. Yeah, nice one. Cheers, Good Eddie. luck. Take care. And Take you. Bye-bye. No, no. There's um, an hour and a half to kick off with two familiar voices. <laughs> two ladies who've been watching United since the 1950s. They've sat at the front of the coach, which is on its way down here. When did you first come to Arsenal? What year? Oh, in the 60s, 1960s, I came a couple of times to Highbury. Yeah. And then he, obviously, to this ground. What was it like coming to Highbury uh, in the 60s? It was, it was very exciting. Lively. Yeah, Very lively. lively. Yes. And, and um, United fans were great. In fact, football was different oh, then, and it was really good. 
you, the, the fans were great. Were there ever any problems? Was oh, who, lot, yes. Really? What, hooliganism? Yeah. yeah, not that I participated in any of that. Are you sure? But it was, I'm positive. <laughs> yes. I've avoided it all these so years. you would see it going off and... Oh, we've seen it. I've seen it kick yeah. off many times. Have you? Yeah. Yeah, but there was other good parts because we used to go to Hyde Park and the other uh, teams from the north would play football against... They would in yeah. Hyde Park. Yeah. Before remember a match? Yes. Your fans would meet up and you Yes, play I remember distinctly one against Everton. Wow. I didn't play, but, you know, the boys did. But it was different. <laughs> it was totally different. <laughs> totally different. Favourite memories from Arsenal away? Oh, gosh, yes. Probably um, the, the semi-final when we got to uh, the final in Rome. 2009? Yes, yeah. That was brilliant, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, fabulous. Destroyed them. Yes. We did. Yes. Fast counter-attacking football. Pity yeah. we didn't do it in we, the final. We Tell put them in the place. Yes. You got after mixed yeah. with Catalans most of your life. It still, it still absolutely guts me, both of them games. Really? Yeah, well, because... Yes. I know, because we had such high yeah. hopes, didn't we? Yeah, they were brilliant, but the, I just remember going into the, the one in Rome. Oh, oh that, that was yes, horrid. That was horrid. And then yeah. the one yes. at Wembley and saying, yeah. it yes. won't be once bitten twice, shy if United will learn no. from the mistakes. And it was even yeah, worse. I know. I, know. I watched Barca a lot, and yes. probably yeah. the second best I've seen them play. They beat Madrid five 0 but that game against United. I, know. I don't know what to talk about um, Barcelona. Oh, oh. What? Um, how are you feeling about Ole Gunnar finally? Oh, oh lovely, fantastic! Yes. We're so the football. Yes. Oh, enjoyed every minute, and we've yes. and been lucky enough to go to every game. We've got tickets for every game yes. since he's been back. Yes. So we're so lucky, and we're 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 living the dream. And long may this continue. Who's been playing well? Well, everyone. Well, everyone, they've all improved. Yeah, De Gea, oh, De Gea has been fabulous. Was fantastic. Yes. Yeah. I think yeah. they've all up the game. And we'll see and how. Pogba's played well as well. What's the it's realistic aim for this season? I've not even seen the team yet. Oh, no. Europe. It yeah. has to be Europe. Yes. Oh, definitely. Or Europa League. Well, oh, it, it, only if Champions we have to, League, but yeah. we have to be Champions, Champions League. League. Yes. Uh, just keep going for that. Is it going to happen? Well, I hope, hope so. so. We're all ever the optimists. Yes, yes. <laughs> People will be listening to this, they'll know the outcome of this game. Uh, FA Cup important for you? No, no, not at all. Yeah. I mean, we'll enjoy tonight. We'll enjoy but it. we can't yes. win everything. And of course we can. Well, well, we have done. And we've yes. always been there, did well, that. We've done, now. We've done yeah. a treble. Yeah, 20 yes. years yes. ago nearly yes. now. Yes. 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 All right, predictions yeah. for tonight, finally. 2-1 for us. <laughs> Probably the same, yes. 2-1, OK. Yeah. I'm in the Little Wonder Cafe. Sat underneath a signed shirt uh, by Jack Wilshire. Busy cafe full of Arsenal fans, and we ended up sharing a table with a gentleman who is definitely Arsenal. What's your name and where are you from? Uh, my name's Brian. I'm from Bexley in Kent. How are you feeling about the game tonight? Um, I think it, go, it could go either way, really. I think both teams are fairly evenly matched. But I'm a bit concerned about our defensive problems that we've got, or we seem to have. What's going wrong? Because you started the season well. Quality centre-backs, I think, right. from my point of view. Yeah. I think it's to do with the quality of the defenders. And we've always based our game on good defence and they've not really spent any money on uh, quality defenders. Who's playing there mostly? The Socrates and Koscielny's back this evening. So right. they're, quite, they're, not too, they're, they're a good duo, those two, but the other ones I, um, I despair sometimes. Six months, seven months after Wenger... Now the dust has settled. Yeah. Was it the right thing to do? Yeah, I think so. I think Emery, Emery's done very well. I think he's well organised. He yeah. seems intelligent and uh, it sets him up well. He's not, he's not afraid to, to make decisions. 
for a winger, really, was, um, he was, Wing was a bit soft in a way because he, he persevered with players far too long, in my view. But if he makes a change, Emery does it. He doesn't care if it's Ozil, Ramsey, anybody. He just changes the setup. Which is, which is and Wenger, he just stayed five years too long, didn't he? I think, yeah, my personal view, I think amongst my friends, you were either in a winger camp or you weren't. Early on, I was. I was very, um, you know, when he came, brilliant for about 15 years, but he just stayed too long. And it really put Arsenal too much down power. the middle. Yeah, I think he had too much power in the end. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. He was sort of dragging it out and um, being quite selfish, in my view. Mm. Uh, Who? He, al- he always said that he, he, had his, he had the club at heart, but I always thought he had his own <laughs> future at heart rather than the club. Because Guardiola was interested in coming here, for example. Sorry? Guardiola was yeah, interested Gu- in coming here. I, I heard that yeah. Guardiola was very keen to come. And I think he could have been his succession planning and Winger could have... But he's not that type of guy, so he would never have done that, I don't yeah. think. So. Which of your players have done well this season? Who's impressed you? Torreira, I like the look. Yeah, of. I like Torreira. I think he's settled in very well. He's very busy. Um, I like Maitland Niles. Um, Abami Yang's a good player. Uh, but players like Shaka and, and I just haven't got much time for those. It's just they're not really, to me, up to the quality we require. We won't get anywhere near the Premiership or Champions League without buying some quality players in my view. What do you think of Manchester United? What's your take on... Well, I think Mourinho was their big problem. <laughs> I think wherever he goes. And he's another manager who's probably gone past his sell-by date in a way. Um, and he's just got a massive ego and uh, I think he likes to stir it up and just see what happens. If you could have any two or three Man United players here at the Emirates, who would you go for? Not defensive players, Pogba and Rashford. Why? I just think they're great players who have now been allowed to allowed to play. And I think Mourinho kept them kept them down in a way. It's eleven years since you left Highbury. Do you miss it? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do miss Highbury. I think it was a it was a very difficult place for teams to come, um, but I had to do it for commercial reasons. And you're happy here? It feels like home now. Sort of, yeah. Not totally, because I was at Highbury for a very long time. So Where did you sit at Highbury or stand? Uh, just along the halfway line. Uh, so, in lower tier, yeah. yeah. For a long time. When was your first my, game? My first game, my father brought me here in... I, I, I'm, I'm 68, and my father brought... I was about 9 or 10 years old, and we played um, Liverpool. And Ron Yates was playing centre-half for Liverpool. And Joe Baker was playing centre-forward for Arsenal. Ron Yates, six foot two, Joe Baker, five foot, and they had a fight, and both got sent off. That was my first game. <laughs> I didn't really know much about Ron Yates until I went to Anfield recently to write a piece on Van Dyke. Yeah, yeah. And people who know far more about Liverpool than I do said he's the best centre half since yeah. Yates, and Yates transformed Shankly's yeah, yeah. first great team. Very, very. I good. didn't know he was like their very best ever centre half. I was quite young when he was on the scene, but. A great centre half. Who are your Arsenal legends? If you had to pick your five players who, in half a decade, in, in half a century. Well, my number one's Tony Adams. Right. Why? Because he's a fantastic defender. 17, first game, George Graham brought him on and he gave a penalty away. And it never stopped him after that sort of going on. It could have killed, killed players, really. Uh, I would say Dennis Burkham. And an odd one is Peter Story. 
who was a man marker extraordinaire in his day. I mean, he wouldn't be allowed now, but he was a great, great footballer. Um, I would say Thierry Henry uh, and Ian Wright. But there are so many good players, but I would... Wrighty was a, a tremendous, tremendous forward. Which Man United players over the years or teams did you did you admire? I mean, you've seen them that often. Yeah, I think the, the, the you know the team of '92 with the youngsters coming, they were a great team. Uh, I thought I thought Yap Stan was a good player until Ferguson got rid of him, <laughs> probably prematurely, I would think. Yeah, but there's loads of good players. I mean, I don't know Man United that well, but. So I always found Beckham to be a good player, but not a great player, yeah. in my view. Yeah. George Best, I remember seeing George Best when I was young. Yeah? yeah. What was he like? Oh, I was tremendous. Fantastic. Paddy Creeran, mm. uh, in the early 60s, when I started going to football. Paddy listens to this. Yeah, I see him on and telly sometimes. regularly. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a good player. We love him, and he still goes to <laughs> games, and he's nearly yeah. 80. Yeah. But when I put it out to him... He like, offers me out to fight me. You know, yeah. What you're trying to say? You're trying to write me off. But, but I'll give him his, his one minute of publicity. Was he a good player to watch? As yeah, a, he as, was. As an opposing I, I fan? I think he was, yeah. Because when I, when I started going to football when I was about 9 or 10, 11, 12, in London you could go to any ground and play at the turnstile. So when I was an Arsenal fan, I used to go to West Ham, Chelsea, just to see the teams. You could get in easily. And you can't, obviously can't do that these days. And who are your greatest rivals now? Is it Tottenham? And how's well, the rivalry changed? Or? I think at the moment we're in the sort of second second tier, not the top four, in my view. So I don't, you know, it seems, I mean, United at the moment, the same number of points. But, yeah. Um, I think we're below, in my view, we're below the level we need to be. But I don't know whether that's, we're ever going to recapture that. Championship type of side. But you spent, you bought Alexis Sanchez, you bought Ozil. You, you yeah, I've never liked money. Ozil. Okay. Because he doesn't, he's a gifted player, yeah. very gifted player, but he reminds me a bit of like Glenn Hoddle type of player, where in those days you could get away with floating around and not working too much. And I think that's the problem with Ozil. He's not suited to this high paced Premiership game. How did you feel when Robin Van Persie left your club? I think it was a mistake. For him to leave? I think it he was. He won the mistake. league? Yeah, it was a big mistake for him to go. Yeah. Why? Well, I just think it was. I think he let him go. Wingers made lots of lots of mistakes on letting players go too. So, right. so he should have dug his heels in oh, and I said, think you're not so. going. Yeah, and I also think that he also keeps players until they, he kept players until they ran out of their contracts. So they got zero money for them. You know, so. But in his day, he was a brilliant manager. Danny Welbeck, you know, he's a Manchester lad, he's a United fan. Yeah, I, I think he's a nice guy, a good yeah. guy. But yeah. When he came to Arsenal, really, he was a bit, he was a bit, over, you know, he was gone past his best, I think. Yeah. But he had a few good games when he came in. Fergie would never have let him go. You know, no, he, he was a good player, but he got injured a lot and stuff. He came in and then he was like, Try to think of other players who moved between the two teams. Frank Stapleton. Yeah, he was a good player, Stapleton. Yeah. yeah. And um, <laughs> United wanted Liam Brady, but you wouldn't sell him. <laughs> he was a good player, yeah, he was wasn't he? That great goal he got against Tottenham. He sort of curled it into the brilliant goal. Prediction for tonight, finally. Although I'm an Arsenal fan, I would I would think if I were to bet, I would bet on Man United because of the strength of the front front three and Pogba and, and our problems at the back. I mean, I saw two games early season: Watford, Watford, and another team at home. And Watford could have scored three or four goals in the first half. And we, you know, just were awful at the back. It's a pleasure talking to yeah, you. Thank you for your time. Yeah.
this is brilliant. There's 11 minutes left to go in the first half. And United are 2-0 up away at Arsenal. This is brilliant. I asked. Oh, why So anyway, where were we? This is brilliant. 2-0 up, away at Arsenal. Time to speak here. 5,000 United fans. Much changed team. And they've just hit Arsenal with two goals. And the place is rocking. Isn't life wonderful? Half an hour left, 2-1 to United, pretty nervy times. There's a player down for Arsenal. I think it's Koscielny. I'm not absolutely sure. But he's been down for a while. He's a very good player. Just had too many injuries. And you can still hear how bouncing it is in the United section. So it's been like this for most of the game. It's a really exciting game, proper end-to-end stuff. Not really going to get a chance to speak here, am I? But I'm quite happy about that. It's a great away end, this. showing six minutes left there will be more time because it was a break this is brilliant oh it's kicking off now right in front of us then see what happened it's properly there is an altercation here the players are all piling in now Arsenal fans are now piling forwards Probably the least intimidating set of fans to pile forwards. And listen to it, it's bouncing. 
out of eight. Unbelievable, it really is. just gone up for 10 additional minutes substitutions have been made Lukaku went off Sanchez went off I thought they both played well replaced by Rashford and Martial who scored the goal lovely game to watch really open Now with time added on because of that Michelle injury and Arsenal press and push. United are defending really well. Confident coming out with the ball. It's going to be a really significant. It's nearly finished. The end is buzzing. You know, it's done podcast. Rick, what did you make of that? Serious. Joking, no, what'd you make of it? Good night. Brilliant, mate. Absolutely brilliant. But dominated, didn't we? Yo, maybe first 20 minutes were in it, but after that, whenever we in trouble, were we? Thought brilliant. And, you know, Who played well for you? He, he didn't, mate. I thought, I, you know, I, I genuinely thought everyone on the pitch tonight had a good game, which you don't often say that, do you? But, you know, Pogba come into it in the second half. Thought, the defence was solid on it. Just everyone, mate. You know what? It's just a good good feel about the club at the minute isn't it so we stood recording this there's a man United fan dancing with a traffic cone on his head someone else has got a 20 legends flag what did you make of it pure United that wasn't it and just absolutely everything we're all about that um, he's breaking all records now isn't he this is the man who should he should be the next manager not even a shadow of a doubt about it he, he gets United which was, is the ultimate thing you should do before you even start Gary Neville got it right when he talked about it the other week. Don't ever go away from our principles again. He's got that. He'll always have that. And he's won eight games out of eight. I don't know any managers that do it. And look at... You know yourself. You were there when um, we played West Ham late last year, Brighton. I remember you saying that. I just felt dead inside and all that. Look at these fans now. Look at everyone jumping back on the monkey bus. This is what United's about. If we do anything other than a point social at the end of the season, we need shooting. It's ridiculous. I'll shoot myself if we don't. <laughs> I would rather shoot myself than um, was not appointed. He's fucking great, isn't he? Apologies, sorry. I mean, Just on, on, a, on a completely different note, chicken stuffing butties from the co-op are not that great. Just if anyone wants to do a review. They're a lot better in uh, the days of Ollie, though, aren't they? How was your trip down, Ben? 
It was brilliant. Yeah, it was. Um, it was. We left. Uh, we left Holford around about uh, twelve o'clock or something like that. Andy and uh, it was. Everyone, everyone was having a good laugh. This was the first day where I thought, you know what? We've won seven. We probably will get beat tonight. This is as hard a game as you'll get. And I thought, do you know what? Even if we lose tonight. Doesn't matter. We've, we'll go back and we'll beat Burnley and all that. But he John, still keeps John, going. Um, what, you're, have you had a good you're, you're laughing there, but we've just got over drugs. We've got Derby at home. <laughs> Imagine. I've seen we've got Reading at home in the next round. What do you make of that, John? Speak to me. I've no idea what even happened. Seriously, it's where he gets off. I can't yeah, remember what happened. And what do you make of that tonight? We got our United back. I said to you, how good was that? Attacking. We just looked dangerous. Right, it was yeah. second half. Pogba. Was just unbelievable, Andy. Unbelievable, mate. He's 99 team against their 99 team. Not one of this lot would get on the bench with him. What do you make of it tonight? Brilliant. United play now, United should. And it just, I know it's, it's overused at the minute, but you feel like you've got United back. And it's just success or failure, I think, with all now, after what's happened in the past five years. We want a United team playing with United ethics, United traditions, and that's what we've got at the minute. And I, just, I, couldn't, I couldn't imagine going behind. Oh, would you give him, would you give him, Andy, would you give him the job? Yeah, I, I would. I think he's favourite for it. I still think it's too early to judge. I think he's had the best honeymoon ever. Um, I think if he gets a result against PSG and if he thinks if United finish in the top four he's got right, then I think he, he gets he's it got, he's got enough I've said like it's not like when Giggsy took over with four games to go he's going to get enough chances to prove you know he's had Arsenal and Tottenham already he's got City at home Liverpool at home he's got PSG home and away he's got to try and get in the top four he's going to get the chances get that out of the old little and enjoy it she enjoyed it I've got to be honest did you enjoy it so, is she not supporting Barcelona? Who's your support then, Barcelona or Manchester United? Manchester United. Uh, yeah. you, you said last week that Messi was better than Pogba. Who do you think's best now? I don't know. <laughs> I'd go Messi, but... <laughs> Messi, that's that counter-attack thing. Do you know what, though? We, um, I would love United to draw Barcelona and destroy them. I'm telling you now. Imagine. Stephen, what do you make of tonight? Well, it's very enjoyable, wasn't it? Luca, what did you make of tonight? Yeah, it was really fun. It was great. The fun. I like that word. My bag's on that bus, so don't let it leave without it. Because it's got me it's got me passport in and I've got to the airport in. You know when we heard that draw, we were going to be it was like, oh, for God's sake, not gonna get a cup run. And actually just things that picked up from the cup draw till now. And we almost came down here thinking we were, we got a good chance of winning. And you know what? He set them out to win and they've gone out. And it's a pretty strong Arsenal team, pretty strong United team, but we've played well, haven't we? Filmed it. It's been brilliant. Just going to film people jumping around the bus. Back at my hotel now in Whitechapel. I took my daughter to her first away game tonight. Got offered a junior ticket for £10 earlier on in the week of someone who couldn't go. And I'd taken her to Cardiff in December, but not taken her into the ground. So I took her for a little treat to London with her dad and... Everyone made a fuss of her and she loved it. She found it a bit noisy at times. She said her, her ears were hurting. Uh, and she liked it. <laughs> she keeps telling me that she's not sure whether to support Barcelona or Manchester United, given that she was born in Barcelona. And she points out that Lionel Messi is better than Paul Pogba and can't really disagree with that. And a lot of her friends support Barcelona. So... I wanted her to experience a great away end. I was going to take her to Brighton in August, but it didn't happen for, for one reason or another, and I'm glad it didn't happen. 
because remember that day I ended up speaking to Jose Mourinho by the side of the pitch and telling him that the the fans behind the goal would support him. They really would. And he said, thanks, thanks, thanks. And I think a week later at Burnley he was much more animated. But all of that time under Mourinho now seems so long gone. I think that it was just a cloud above the club all of the time. Uh, I don't think Mourinho is a bad person at all. In his mind, I think he, he tried his best, but he was fighting wars on three fronts. And what you've got with Solskjaer is someone who's he's enjoying it. He doesn't have agendas. He doesn't need to have agendas. He just feels and looks privileged to be in charge of Manchester United. And he's done a few simple things. He's let players play in the positions that they want to play in. He's encouraged them to attack. Uh, I know the players are really enjoying it. I've spoken to several of them. And... They feel that their manager uh, trusts their ability over the ability of their opponents and feel that other teams should be more worried about Manchester United than the other way around. And that was not the case with Jose Mourinho because he was worried about a vulnerable defence. But even the defence looks better. And if you're going to go up against a team like Arsenal, they've got a vulnerable defence as well, something which Manchester United exposed tonight. So we're through to the fourth round of the FA Cup it was such an enjoyable uh, night tonight the, the weigh-in was brilliant as you've heard and we don't always record podcasts during a match like that but I felt it was worthwhile because people talk about changing demographics in football and they say the ground's full of tourists it's just bollocks when you're going in a weigh-in like that it's just full of normal people who've been supporting Manchester United for years and United should have had 9,000 tickets tonight, but they got 5,200, and Arsenal are wrong there, and United are furious because away teams are supposed to give 15% of our allocation, and Arsenal give 8.6%. And if the two teams were drawn again next season in the FA Cup, maybe Arsenal would think a little bit more about that because United complained, and Arsenal then went for special dispensation. Uh, but 5,200 was still a good away end. There were people outside with tickets. Good mate of mine bought two off a tout, who were, and the two tickets were, were fake tickets to Arsenal membership cards. He paid £150 for two of them. Uh, he normally gets in, he couldn't get a ticket. And um, he's really pissed off about that. And I think even among the touts, that's a big no no, selling false tickets, because they know that the police are going to be right onto him for that. But. They've got this tout's name, know who he is. Um, he's a, a Cockney. They've got a picture of him wearing a Liverpool shirt. And he's taken the piss, he's ruined the night, and a brilliant night. And he feels a bit that he's just been stung and de- deceived, but there is desperation. I don't know how the lads got on at the start of the podcast with their search for a ticket. I think 11,000 people applied for tickets uh, for tonight tonight's game but United are through I love the celebrations of the players I loved it at the end when the players came over to to the away end there's a real unity between the fans and the players and the manager there's a real connection and even at the end tonight I think Rashford was just about to walk off the pitch and Ollie Gunnar went no 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 get over to that away end and players shouldn't need reminding but occasionally they do because they've just focused on the game they've finished they're tired and they all came over towards the fans at the end of the game so the connections there eight wins out of eight is an incredible achievement for any football manager at any level 
I couldn't see this coming at all. I thought that United would win at Cardiff. Remember the podcast I did at Cardiff when the weigh-in was buzzing, even before the game. Well, that buzz hasn't stopped. That's now been going on since December the 19th. And people were focusing in November and December about who United would bring in in the January transfer window. It doesn't really matter now. I remember 10 minutes after the transfer window closed in August, I put a tweet out there saying, OK, United still haven't bought anyone, but the there are still a lot of very, very good players at this club. And I listed them all. And I, it went crazy. And some people were disagreeing, saying this is disgraceful because they've not bought X or Y or Z. But the fact was, there were still very, very good players at Manchester United. And not everyone believed that. I remember being pitch-signed before Leicester at home because I did a little thing for first Sky TV and speaking to loads of people there who tend to mingle by the side of the pitch before matches, former players. and The consensus was United are not good enough. The players are not good enough. And that consensus would have been right throughout the season because United were six. And they're still six. But people like Alexis Sanchez and Anthony Martial and Marcus Rashford, they're cracking footballers. Are they top, top level to be good enough to be playing in a team which wins European Cups? I don't know. But they were definitely better than the team we were seeing at the start of December with a negative goal difference, 19 points off Liverpool, Manchester City. And we're seeing that now. The eight wins is just brilliant. It's enjoyable watching the team again. And what about Real Madrid? Real Madrid are way off the the top of the, the Spanish league. And other clubs have got big problems as well. You know, Manchester City have had a couple of wobbles. They're going to finish above United this year. Liverpool have had... Oh, they've had a brilliant season and they're a very good team. I've just got to stomach that sentence. For it. But I'm a, it's nice to focus on Manchester United because they've given us something to focus on, which is positive again. The attack is, is great. They're scoring goals. And to go away and beat Arsenal 3-1 is a brilliant result. I watched Arsenal City in their first game of the season. I was in the stadium for work. City scored twice. City played very well that day. You know, they've just put three. They're counter-attacking. There's a roar whenever the team goes forward. They're defending with far more confidence. They've got good backup. Sergio Romero is is probably the best number two in the league. And he's happy to be understudy to David De Gea. Of course, he'd be happier if he was playing all the time. And I spoke to him at the start of the season. And you are frustrated when you're a professional footballer who doesn't play football. But... He comes in and usually does very well. The coaching staff around Oli Gunnar, there's just a really good connection. And Sir Alex Ferguson's in the background. And someone said to me last week, Oli Gunnar is just a face for this. That's that's not true. He's the manager. He's making the tough decisions. He's not on the training pitch every single day. He doesn't need to be. Sir Alex Ferguson wasn't. He trusts Brian Kidd, Carlos Quiero, Steve McLaren to take the training sessions. So... Ollie's doing something which David Moyes didn't do because David wanted to, to do everything. And when you're in charge of a club like United, there's too much to do. It's too big a job for one person. So Ollie Gunner's realising the art of delegation. Um, there's this sort of always friendly image, but he can be a tough bastard if he needs to be. And you don't get to that level in sport by not being like that. People look at 
Juan Mata, the world's nicest person, but there's a side of Juan when he's playing that he can be a tough bastard as well. A good game again. Herrera's doing really well. I'm pretty sure he'll sign a contract. United wants him. He wants to stay. He just needs to find an agreement because he's about to tip into being a 30-year-old player and United have got a slightly different policy for older players. I'd love to see Mata stay as well. But I understand if you're not playing all the time, then that can be frustrating. But then look at Andero. I looked at his stats from the start of the season. He played 89 minutes from the first 10 United League games. And in the last 10 United League games, he's played 850 minutes. So he's playing 10 times as much as he's playing all the time. So fortunes can definitely shift. United looking really good going into the into this week. Should be Burnley. You know, the team are going to lose sometime. They're going to be tripped up. There's going to be surprise results. That's what happens in football, even to the best teams in the world. I've seen Hetafe get a draw at camp now in the last year. I've seen Real Betis beat Barcelona in camp now. I've seen about 30 games where Manchester United have really struggled. But there's this buzz now where the team are winning all the time and that creates a momentum within itself. And when I did the first piece I wrote after Oli Gunnar had been uh, appointed, I got a, a tweet from a Manchester City fan who I don't know. I didn't reply to it and it said... You'll all be calling for him to be sacked after 10 games. And I thought recently, I'm going to try and find that tweet. And I found it, but the lad had blocked me. I've not even replied to him. So Ole Gunnar's clearly getting under his skin. But if we can trace that original tweet down, maybe that should be going viral after 10 matches because there is absolutely no way that fans are going to be turning on Ole Gunnar Solskjaer after 10 games. He's been brilliant. Tonight was brilliant. It's a real joy watching football. It won't always be like this. The team's going to lose matches. And even now, I think the team still needs strengthening. Uh, Lindelof has been great, but someone's got to cement themselves as that second centre-half. I thought Luke Shaw did well. Uh, the right-back needs to be sorted out. Ashley Young's done well, but he's 33. Uh, Delot might be one for the future, but is he one for next season? So they've got all of these questions, but you can apply them to pretty much any other team you'd like to see Fred somehow get involved because that hasn't worked out at all but what was really good tonight was that Sanchez was involved he scored he looked up for it so you can almost do a tick list of the players who are coming back to the fore underneath the new manager and starting to justify their massive massive wages this is what they should be doing they should be doing the job well the top level professional players so let's weigh Monday's draw who are we up for? Millwall away, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Or an interesting one, but obviously we'll get Derby or uh, Reading at home. I know we've not Reading out, I'm being sarcastic. But we seem to get the same boring draws. But tonight wasn't boring tonight, away at Arsenal was superb. I'm sorry we couldn't have any fanzines on sale. Uh, it can be tricky sometimes at away matches, but uh, we will have fanzines on sale for Burnley at home. Uh, we won't have any at Leicester. We will have some for PSG. And that is the game that is looming. There's a really nice piece with a PSG fan in the new issue, which fully updates you with what's going on there. And these are good times, the great times of being a, a fan. And enjoy them while they last, because it won't always be like this. And it hasn't always been like this. Until next time, goodbye. United, we stand and Red Army bet. We all follow United. 
Visit redarmybet.com or download the app for all the latest United specials and enhanced odds. The only bookmaker committed to sharing 50% of net profits with United fans.